Hello, and welcome back to the Beauty Standard with Nicole Gregory. Today, our guest is Roxanne Gold. She is an international Vogue fashion model, holds the second longest running model career in the fashion industry worldwide. She started working in the industry at the age of three. Throughout her career, her jobs range from modeling, styling, acting, teaching, coaching, and production. Roxanne owned a consulting business for 10 years, which taught women of all ages how to build self-confidence through modeling. Today, Roxanne continues to model for top fashion and cosmetic brands around the world. And recently, Roxanne became a Chopra certified well-being coach. Through her social media accounts, Roxanne makes it her daily practice to uplift, support, and help women. Let's welcome Roxanne in a moment of time with her. Welcome to The Beauty Standard with your host, Nicole Gregory, Urban U CEO and medical spa industry key opinion leader, a podcast where we bring you thought leaders, experts, and trailblazers who are setting the standard in the beauty and wellness industry. We bring you the latest trends straight from the source before they go mainstream. So grab your coffee or wine, come relax with us, and be prepared to be inspired. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Beauty Standard. Today, I am excited to be able to coordinate times with Roxanne Gold. She is an international Vogue fashion model that we are, she's been modeling since the age of three. And she is also a well being coach, uh, an expert in her area. Roxanne, welcome today. Oh, hi, Nicole. So nice to be here with you. I'm excited. I know, me too. And uh, I know we're both had to re-coordinate our times to get together, but the more I you know, have time to read about you and, and who you are, um, there's so many things I love about your background. First of all, I'm almost 50, so I know you are a gray hair advocate and supporter, so I can't talk about that because I'm always trying to color my hair, but I want to hear more. But tell us about you. You have been modeling. You've been in the international, you know, uh, Vogue fashion model you know, limelight for, for many, many years. Tell us, tell us about you. Okay. I would love to share a little bit about myself and my modeling career. We could start there. Um, yeah. I was born in Hollywood, California, and my first job was when I was three years old. And it was with my mother. We did a commercial together. And I always felt comfortable in a studio. And I continued modeling uh, a little bit through my teens and really made it a full-time profession in my early 20s, which was when most models' careers were over in those days. So I was very, very lucky that I had been able to, so to speak, ride this horse full speed for many decades. And I enjoy it so much. And I feel so blessed that, that society is, is embracing older women. And I feel honored that I can represent the older women in advertising. Because you're still, you're modeling. I mean, you're actively modeling still. I mean, I was looking at your pages and oh, yes. absolutely beautiful. Great work. I, just, I mean, yeah. Thank you. Just last month, I took 13 airplane flights <laughs> for work. So what? it was wow. I'm very busy and it's exciting because I see a change, you know, I see a growth and evolution in, in how we look at women. And it's, it's really an exciting time to, to watch the, the metamorphosis, so to speak, of how we, how we approach aging, how we respect women more and, I think women are just stepping up to the plate and saying, yeah, this is me. This is how I am. 
Do you feel that is women are driving that? Um, do you feel the generation is driving it? Do you feel it is, I wouldn't say Hollywood driven, more like um, commercially driven? So which side do you think it's, or is it just collectively kind of coming together at the same time? Wow, that's a really good question. I think the two go together. I think that the the art directors or the marketing directors see how have their fingers on on a pulse, and so they see what the trend is, what people are talking about, and then they reflect that in what they're selling and what they're creating. You know, like designers are creating different clothes depending on what women are asking for. Like like a few years ago, it was athleisure. Athleisure. You're familiar with that fashion yeah, term, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, we all are. But just think about it. Maybe ten years ago, it wasn't even it wasn't even created. So mm-hmm. things like that come out of what we as a society say we need, and right. it's, it kind of goes hand in hand. And and that's what's exciting. Personally, I love athleisure. I think it's so yeah. functional and practical. <laughs> Thank goodness we had all of that during the uh, you know pandemic Zoom yes. days, right? Look, yes. <laughs> look good, but feel good too. Right. Yeah, no, I, I love it. I mean, I love the fact that you said it was, it's something driven. I think generationally, you know, our generations are getting, you know, older with the boomers, with the um, Gen Xers, you know, and we're, like you said, uh, vocalizing, sharing kind of, we want people that look like us, right? Like that we can identify with. It's it's so hard to identify with someone who's, you know, nineteen or twenty and just not right. in that age, that age category. Well, I, again, you're absolutely gorgeous, beautiful, strong, confident woman. I can see that um, in all that you do. I also know that you have um, a very uh, strong advocacy toward gray hair, and I. I continue to color my hair and I say, God make hair color. <laughs> like he has, he wants us all to wear, because I see so many women who, who try to go gray and just don't do it as beautifully as you do. So tell me about how do we accept that? How do you accept gray hair, that transition? And then, you know, are there any secrets to having beautiful gray hair? <laughs> God made <laughs> hair dye for a reason. That's funny. That's right. I believe that to be true. I'm willing to be convinced otherwise. That's right. <laughs> well, you know, women like to feel good. And if you are a person out there listening who likes to have colored hair, so be it. I, I think that's great. If it makes you feel good. But just consider doing henna because henna doesn't have the toxins, doesn't have the chemicals. And if you've been dyeing your hair for many, many years, these chemicals build up in the body and it's hard for your body to metabolize and expel the toxins and the chemicals. And then you can have reactions. And that's what happened to me. And you can go online and you'll see many women that have really bad reactions. So you don't have to go that way with the very toxic dyes. So henna is natural and it actually conditions your hair. I didn't want to bother personally with having to do that. I I was the I was the woman that just jumped in, turned her head upside down, and chopped it all off. And, okay. and it growing naturally. And a lot of women during COVID had those three, four months where they didn't go to the hair salon and they got a jump on it. And they thought, wow, look at how much is growing in. I'll just continue. So that was lucky um, for them. There are So wait a many, second. You actually yeah. had saw gray hair coming in. You tur- you just cut your hair short. <laughs> 
and said, all right, it is what it is. It comes in. We'll see what happens. Well, let's, let's not forget that I did color my hair for 10 years. I okay. did buy into it. And uh, at a point I thought, this is exhausting. All the time I spend in the chair, I go back every three four yes. weeks. I spend all that money and I, you know, adjust my calendar depending on what events I can go to if my hair looks good. So I thought this isn't where I want to spend my time. And at that point, my hair was really fried. I just was not accepting the dye. And it just, I thought, looked really unhealthy, which it was when I look back at the photos of me. So that's why I just turned it upside down and just let it grow in naturally. Um, I just, but back then, remember, they didn't have hair dyes to help. They didn't have gray hair dye. They didn't have any of that because it wasn't a thing. This was 20, 25 years ago. So so you've had gray hair for 25 years? Oh, no, no, longer. Oh. In my late 20s, oh. I started to have gray hair. That's why I colored wow. it for 10. Mm-hmm. I and see. When, I was, okay. when I was 40, then I, then I started to let it grow in naturally before it was a thing, before it was, you know, a, right. a topic. And I thought I was going to end my career and I was willing to end my career. But my agent, bless her heart, she said, oh, please just take some photos. Let's just, let's just show some clients you with your, your salt and pepper hair. And I thought she was wasting my time, but you know, she really helped catapult my career into a whole new direction because there weren't many gray hair models. And, and now there's a whole division of us and it's, it's, it's a thing get going great. That's amazing. Yeah, no, it's, it's inspirational for sure. Cause I, everything you yeah. said about going back, sitting in the chair, you know, all those things. And especially about your events, like I have something coming yeah. up before I'm getting my hair colored. So I'm like, oh my gosh, well, how am I going to do this? So, you know, it's definitely inspiring. So yeah. Absolutely relate. And I think that, you know, just your self-confidence to be able to do that before, like you said, it was a thing before, you know, even any, yeah, anyone would saw it out there um, in any type of public forum. I mean, gray hair meant you were old, you know, now it means that you're just beautiful and confident that you have that confidence to um, put that out there. So That's I admire right. the that. stigma around gray hair has changed definitely. And yeah, personally, my hair grew in so much more healthy. It was, it's so much more healthy now that I don't color it. Maybe it's just the type of hair that I have, but that's a consideration as well. I know a lot of women are afraid to go gray because they think a lot of things. My husband won't find me attractive. I'll lose my job. People say I'm old. I'll, I won't recognize myself. And these are all very relevant relevant uh, fears because, you know, a fear is a thought and we believe it. But really, a thought is just um, something that you can change. You can yeah. literally change your thoughts and then you're changing your beliefs. So if you feel, if you want to change your thought around it and think, well, you know what? I, my husband will still find me attractive because he did marry me just for my hair. And you're, you'll step into a power that you realize was just, untapped you stepped into you step into a a self-expression that's so authentic that it's very empowering because it's it's authentically you and it's very natural it's it just feels so good ladies (laughs) well i'm excited i i'm really i'm sitting here thinking my husband thinks gray hair is sexy so i wouldn't have that problem but it's just me right so what is like who's that new me so i you're right what is that thought around it well, tell us about, as you were talking, I'm like, oh, she is so inspirational. Tell us, I mean, I, I know you do a variety of things in regards to inspirational, you're a well-being coach. Tell, tell us about that. It's, it's an amazing opportunity. Okay. Well, let's talk about well-being. In 
this time of COVID, there has never been so many cases of uh, mental health issues. And uh, we're also in a time of change in our world. And there's a lot of uncertainty. And people are, I think, getting in touch with what they really want to do and making life shifts. And that can be upsetting. That can be, the unknown can be upsetting. And and yet people are driven to want to make changes like never before. And I felt it to be really timely to put my my talents into well-being coaching. I used to own a modeling school and I would teach teenage girls how to build their self-confidence through modeling. And I did that for 10 years. And so learning the uh, Chopra curriculum has added a whole other layer that I really like because it incorporates uh, meditation, um, healthy daily routine that you can do to help improve your overall well-being. So it's a holistic approach to uh, finding happiness and balance in your life. And um, it's, it's just, a, it's a great thing for me to be doing right now. I like it. Meet your skincare goals when you shop on Urban U for me. Oh, and we're giving listeners $10 off your next order. Use promo code BEAUTY22, that's code B-E-A-U-T-Y, and the number 22 on your next purchase on UrbanUforMe.com and get $10 off. Get the skincare you can't at Ulta or Sephora. It's Urban U for me. Well, I know that, um, you know, well-being, as we know, is is what everyone is trying to find. Like you said, that balance since COVID came about and yes. we were, you know, it's, I remember thinking this is two weeks, we'll be back to it, right? Now it's two, literally two years. I'm having a few friends over that were are outside fire pit kind of friends immediately after. And I were celebrating every year we do a little celebration. Uh, I don't know if a celebration or whatever it is, but like, Hey, it's been, now it's been two years. And, you know, during that time, like you, I mean, everyone's people have changed positions. Um, they've stopped working they've, you know, found, try to find the new, you know, the new them. Right. But how does exactly. one do that on a daily basis? Cause I do feel like we get so caught up in, uh, the pressures of things and then people crack, like they're literally cracking left and right, I feel. So it's, it's kind of a bigger question. You know, we've been doing this for two years. Well, being's a thing that everyone, you know, knows out there, but I just don't know if enough people practice it. I guess that's my big question. You know, just really doing the daily of it. How does one do that? I think it's something that is so simple that we overlook it. And it is to be aware of your feelings and emotions and what you're feeling because emotions are like uh, internal GPS. They lead you in the right direction. If you become aware of what's going on inside, it helps calm the system. And a way to be more aware is through your breath. Just notice your breath, your in-breath and your out-breath. It's really a very simple step that anyone can do any time of the day. And that's what I would, would recommend. Small daily practice. Yeah. And just with your breath is, like you said, it's an easy start. I always tell my kids, when you get stressed out, do three deep breaths, right? But you're, you're saying it's even simpler than that. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you, you tell that to your kids. It's a great thing. I think breathing exercises should be taught to children 
um, because it's a skill they can really utilize for their whole life. And I think we forget about it. You know, like when you're anxious or nervous, your breath is shallow and it and becomes fast. So if you take deeper breaths, it helps to regulate your parasympathetic nervous system and your whole, your nervous system becomes calmer. And when you're calmer, you become more responsive to your life instead of reactive. You know, you're giving yourself a moment to pause and think before you speak. And we live in such a fast-paced life that sometimes we we we're not even aware of what, what we're doing. And becoming aware of our breath brings you into the present moment. And really, that's all we have is right mm-hmm. now. And this, this is a practice that will help, I think, to calm people down and help them get through life at, in this crazy time that we're living in. Mm-hmm. Well, you said something that was interesting, aware, you know, being aware. So I had a conversation with someone the other day and it was a breaking point, I believe, for them where they were realizing something. And I said, well, this is a good thing because now you're consciously aware of it. You know, you know before that it was going on, but now you're conscious of it. Like you can see it happening and see yourself getting into this kind of routine this person has been doing. And it doesn't matter how many times I might hint toward, hey, is that the right routine, right? They still, they weren't consciously aware of it. I right. feel, how do you feel about that? The difference between like aware and consciously aware, like really taking ownership of it. Well, two things. When you're consciously aware, that is the first step to make change. Mm-hmm. You have to be aware of what you're doing in order to change it. So it's a good thing. And we, secondly, we as people tend to live habitually and we do things again and again out of habit without thinking. And it's, it's, a, it's a really good time, like we said earlier, that this is an era that we're all kind of contemplating, well, what is it that I want to do? So this just takes you a level deeper. Like, do I really want to have coffee in the morning? You know, some people just automatically do it, but maybe as you get older, you don't need as much, or do I really need that much food? You know, it's taking it down to something we do every day and, and really contemplating it because our habits create our life. You know, what we do today is going to make us who we are tomorrow. And it's, you know, coaching people on this is, is such a timely issue because people are ready to try to understand themselves better and what it is that they, that they want, that they need, that makes them feel good. And um, having, having help in this area just speeds the process along. And, and to that, I was, you know, thinking, I wonder if she has an opinion on men versus women. You know, women, I feel are open to a lot of this. And men are too. I'm not, I'm not trying to, but, but I guess what I'm trying to say is I hear what you're saying. I'm like, yes, she's so right. Do you feel like men in some ways don't necessarily find well important or is that more of a, again, a generational thing or because our, we have, you have a lot of male listeners on the podcast and, and I'm always trying to encourage, you know, even my own husband, like you've got to take care of yourself in different, you know, different ways. Do you feel like there's a difference between men and women? Yeah. And that's because like you had mentioned before, it's a generational thing, you know, men, Mm -hmm. the older generation were taught that they don't really need to get into their feelings. And as we evolve, we realize that's not true. They're humans. They have feelings and Mm -hmm. we need men. Men are great. Uh, men need to process uh, just like like women because they're a feeling human being. Uh, personally, I work with women to help bring balance into the world between the na- uh, feminine 
and masculine energies. I think that's a little mm-hmm. bit out of balance. And mm-hmm. I, I want to bring that more into balance for our generation and the future generations. And so that's why I like working with women. Tell me about that, the balance. Like exactly where, where do you think it's out of balance? Oh, um, <laughs> it, you don't have to look too far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much everywhere. And it's subtle. And it's so subtle that we all think that that's the norm. And mm-hmm. it, it, there's a lack of equality. And the more you want, the more you look for it, you can, the more you see it. And the younger generation kind of knows about this. And you can see young girls that are like, you know, eight years old dreaming of being the president, you know, mm-hmm. and they have this, they, they've come in with great confidence and they don't buy into a lot of things that say in my generation, we were told, you know, women are mm-hmm. to be sweet and quiet and pretty and everyone needs to grow up and be married. And this, mm-hmm. you know, repudiates out into society, the jobs that women chose to take and the funny thing is, what's ironic is that as a woman gets older, she knows she has her strengths and she might want to become uh, politically active in her community. And I just want to help women find their voice because we have a lot to contribute and mm-hmm. we need to hear what women have to say. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's so true. It's a, Like you said, it repeats itself, right? And then if you don't see it, if you don't have a strong a mentor or family member or whatever, if you're not seeing and make that change in my voice and the way that I interact, we don't do it until we're older. We actually feel confident. How do you get the younger generations to do that? Do you feel like they just take it on themselves in regards to like, because they're seeing more of it, right? They're getting more confident. The younger generations is what you're saying. Oh yeah, they are. They are. They're getting, they well, they're exposed to a lot more than you know, I ever was as a child because of the web. And we got our information from our ancestors that just passed down and they get their information from Google. So it's, right. it's a, you know, it's a different world for them. But the women that are 35 and up are my biggest followers. Um, I think some of them in their 30s are thinking, well, what does it mean to age? And, you know, I know I'm not a, a kid anymore, but uh, how do I step into my womanhood? What does it mean? You know, how strong can I be? And then you get the women that are my age, you know, 60s and older, and they think, wait a minute, they stomp their foot down. I, I'm not invisible, you know? Why does society, mm-hmm. you know, disregard what I have to say? That's not fair. So, you know, there's a lot of power in, in women, if, as we've seen over the, the generations, mm-hmm. when they get together and they speak out. And that that's exciting to me. I mm-hmm. Yeah, that balance we need. I, I just want to say that again. I think we, we need to bring a balance back to the world. I love it. So as a uh, Chopra certified well-being coach, what are the, you know, to kind of, from a positive mindset, how do I get the mindset? I know we talked about breath, but you know, is there something that you do to keep yourself, like you said, we have these resources now, like we have Google, we have Instagram, we have so many things we can kind of look at and find some positive reinforcement is there something that you do or can encourage everyone to do to keep that positive mindset going well uh, yes of course uh what comes to mind instantly is to limit the intake from other people's opinions whether it be uh from you know television or the news or just limit it because it's really Mm -hmm. important to tap into what you believe and what you think 
and what you feel. Um, so you do that again by going inside your your own self, your own mind, your own heart, and that's that's one way. Um, daily practices to increase health also increases well being. If your mm-hmm. body is vibrant, lots of energy, and with no pain, then you're going to be more creative and joyful and happy. So there are daily practices as far as food, uh, exercise, sleep, mm-hmm. meditation that are um, particular to body types. There are three different body types and they each have a so-called protocol to follow for their their own well-being in daily practices, things that we have to do every day, like eat. <laughs> uh-huh. So that's the other option. Wow. Well, I so appreciate your time today. I know that there's probably an hour or two I could spend with you just listening and trying to understand more about, you know, again, the empowerment from from this conversation for me was really about the transition of, you know, to gray hair. That is huge. And then also just your little tidbits on, you know, how to stay positive and and to really know who you are as a, as a person, as a woman specifically. So I appreciate you and I appreciate your time and energy. How do people connect with you? What's the best way for people to, to do that? On Instagram, in my bio, there's a link to my webpage or directly to my webpage, with it, which is roxmod.me. But I think you have that all in your, in your podcast. Yep, right? I have it, yep. But I want to yeah, make so, sure that everyone knows that. Yeah, Instagram or my website's the best. Rocks mod. Right. That's short for Roxanne modeling. R O X M O D. Yeah. Right. Well, Roxanne, thank you so much for your time today. And thank God you, bless. Nicole. Thank you for tuning into this episode of The Beauty Standard by Urban U. This podcast is here to inspire, support, and deliver what you need to hear today to continue on your wellness journey. Check out our Instagram at The Urban U or website www.theurbanu.com. If you loved today's episode, we'd love for you to leave a review and share. Thanks! Go on Instagram and follow us for more skincare education, giveaways, and how to get the best values for the products that you love. At UI For Me.